everyone and welcome back to another episode of mascot talk a college football podcast with me and bridger as your hosts we got a good up and coming week four we're finally getting into some conference play hallelujah none of these week schedules out there um you know this this week kind of we'll we'll really be able to see which teams will be really good and which teams were kind of kind of jokes so I <laughs> just lose <laughs> i hope they get destroyed yeah all righty well first off let's let's waste no time because we got we got quite a bit i mean we're not going to talk about every team but we still got quite a bit of teams so we're gonna kick it off in the acc with a game that's actually happening tonight when uh west virginia and virginia tech so bridge who, who do you got taking that game tonight I like Virginia Tech in this game. I like JT Daniels, and um, I think West Virginia had a tough week uh, against Kansas a couple weeks ago, but I I think they'll b- bounce back. Um, but I Virginia Tech or West Virginia is the favorite by two and a half. Um, something to consider, though, it is in Virginia Tech, um, so it's it's in Blacksburg, Virginia, so. That could go their way. That you gotta love Virginia Tech home games with the Enter Sandman tradition. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it's um, awesome. But I, I like West Virginia. I haven't seen anything from Virginia Tech to tell me otherwise. They lost to Old Old Dominion week one. Uh they barely beat well, I shouldn't say barely, but they, they beat Wolford last week, but it wasn't anything special. So I like West Virginia in that game. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I like West Virginia. I think they've had a rough couple of, of games. I mean, if you really look at it, I feel like they really did play good against Pitt on the road. They just had a couple of things not go their way. Um, and it came down to that last that last play that, I mean, was so close to being a catch at the very end of the game. Um, and then obviously that heartbreaking loss to Kansas, but Kansas is 3-0. and so I, you can't really bag on West Virginia for losing that one, but they did bounce back last week. They had a solid showing. Um, JT Daniels is definitely the better quarterback out of the two. I mean, he's thrown 67 of 104 for 753, six t- TDs and, and two picks. To I mean, Wells for Virginia Tech is is splitting four touchdowns and four picks um, and has less yardage. So I just think weapons-wise, um, I'm going with West Virginia. As well, I, I I don't see. I mean, I know they're in a two and a half point favorite, so they'll obviously cover the spread. I believe. I mean, unless they get a safety for the win. Um, but hey, Iowa did it, so anybody can do it, right? Um, but yeah, I Virginia Tech hasn't had a game this year where they scored more than twenty seven points. Yeah, that's so, a problem. Yeah, I like West Virginia in this game a lot. Um, they're they're definitely going to win. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. Next week <laughs> on Tuesday when we when we meet, but um, yeah, West West Virginia is going to win that game. They've played way better teams. They had an off week against Kansas. Really, I I didn't watch the game, so I can't comment on it. But I can only imagine that I can look at this and see that JT Daniels threw for 365 yards. That means something in that win to Kansas. He had, he had that pick at the end. Um, 
which uh, Kansas got that pick six in overtime. That's how they won that game. But uh, ho- hopefully West Virginia's they, – they seem a little meaner. I mean, they last week they showed no mercy against uh, Towson. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it it I I actually don't think it's really even going to be a two and a half. I don't know why West Virginia's only favored the two and a half. Um, I think they're going to win pretty solidly. I don't see Virginia Tech doing anything this year. Um, but going on to our next game, which is actually going to be tomorrow, so another Friday night ACC game. Uh, we got Virginia and Syracuse. Now Syracuse has started out three and zero, which is actually really really surprising um i i kind of knew that they were going to be a solid team this year but starting three and oh and winning in the fashion that they did last week against purdue um really showed a testament to this team and and just a resilience to them that i haven't really seen before so they're at home um it's a 10 point spread i i think syracuse will win i think it'll be about 10 points i don't know if they'll cover it i think it might be close because virginia is not a horrible team um, but I, I like the orange in this, especially at home. And I, I would say, look to see Car- Syracuse, uh, four and L I'll take, I'll take Syracuse covering that spread all day. Syracuse is going to win that game by more than 20 points. Probably. I think, uh, Virginia lost their second game of the year against Illinois, who Illinois is not a good team this year. And they almost lost to Old Dominion last week. Uh, Virginia almost lost to Richmond week one. So really haven't seen anything impressive from Virginia. Syracuse, on the other hand, the one game that really stands out to me is the Syracuse-Louisville game. They won 31-7 to week one. They took care of business. They just last week beat a really good Purdue team. Yeah, probably uh, the best one and two uh, team in the country. <laughs> Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, it, a very talented Purdue team. Mm-hmm. And Syracuse took care of business. So that was a fun game to watch. I like Syracuse in this game. They've taken care of business so far. Again, that game that really stands out is the Louisville game where they won 31-7. to They they did better than, than Florida State did last week. So um, not that you can compare the two uh, like that, but... Um, I, I do like Syracuse in that game for sure. Yeah, and uh, Garrett Schrader, Syracuse's quarterback, is is really lighting it up, and I don't think he's really – he's kind of flying under the radar um, of these bigger names like C.J. Stroud and, um, you know, Bryce Young and all them. Um, but he – I mean, he's been lighting it up. He He's 51 of 77, which is over – um, you know, 70% completion percentage has 709 yards and eight TDs without a single interception this year. So that Syracuse offense is, is really moving. And that really Syracuse's offense is what won them the game last week when they had to drive the ball basically the whole length of the field in 50 seconds in order to score that touchdown to win the game. So yeah, I, I think it'll be a, maybe a little bit closer, um, but I do think Syracuse will will easily get the win. I don't think that Syracuse fans should have any worry about this upcoming game. Um, but moving on, we got Clemson and Wake Forest. Now this is this this is a really interesting game in my opinion, and you can see Clemson's only favored by seven. Granted, they are on the road. 
I think it should be less. And and a lot of people are going to disagree with this, but I think Clemson is really overrated. And I know me and you, Bridger, we kind of talked about on last episode how we're kind of hating on Clemson a little bit, but they seriously haven't done anything this year to deserve the a top five team, a, t- a top five ranking. I mean, Wake Forest, I mean, besides their their kind of scare last week against Liberty, they've dominated teams from start to finish. And I mean, with, especially, um, you know, with, with all that Wake Forest brings back and, and Sam Hartman back. I mean, I just, I don't know if I'm Clemson, I'm, I would be really worried about this game because Clemson seems to start games really slow this year and then end up winning in the second half. And that's not going to work against Wake Forest. Um, I'm actually going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say Wake Forest wins in a close one. I think Wake Forest can win. Um, I definitely think Clemson has an opportunity to win, but I just think with their track record so far and how they've struggled offensively to get the ball rolling in the first half, I think that Wake Forest offense is just way too explosive to, and they'll be able to hang points early to get a comfortable of enough lead in the second half before Clemson makes their surge. This is going to be a good game. When you yeah. look at the the stats co- between the two, they're almost identical. The total yards that they allow uh, per game, their total yards of offense per game, they're almost sixes uh, within about five yards from each other with it with through the first three weeks. So Wake Forest, I like their chances in this game. The only thing I don't like about um, Clemson is they are an elite program. They're one of those programs that gets talked about every year as being uh, a top school, and they probably are. But when you look at their schedule, playing in the ACC, there's no getting around the fact that the ACC is one of the worst uh, power five conferences typically uh, on a normal year. And when you look at Clemson's schedule, they really don't play anybody that's that tough. They, they have some tough games. Conference plays tough wherever you are, no matter the conference, you're going to have tough conference games. So it's something to be expected. They do. They play Wake Forest. They play NC state. uh, They play Florida state and they play Miami. Those are really going to be their toughest games. But when you're talking about an elite program, you should expect a win. It, the the closest thing you could compare it to is Alabama. Yeah. They're an elite program. Alabama, it doesn't matter who they play on the schedule. You expect to win. Alabama plays Arkansas next week. We fully expect Alabama to win, right? But when it comes to Clemson, you don't feel the same way, or at least I don't. I feel like – Wake Forest could win this game. I think Clemson is overrated. I like. I don't like the spread of being seven. I think the Wake Forest will at least cover the spread. And I'm with you that Wake Forest could potentially win the game if Sam Hartman can play well. Last week they had a it they had, they had a tough game against Liberty. Their defense did not do do much, but Clemson's offense hasn't done much. So really, it might be it might be a game of um, you know, Wake Forest just has this score enough points on offense. And so that's something that we could see. And 
I, I like Wake Forest at least covering the spread on that game. I mm-hmm. hope it's a good one. Yeah, no, I th- I think it will be. I am at the 10 a.m. game, which is or at least in in our time zone here in, in Mountain Time. Um, so that means 9 a.m. where you're at, Bridge. But I mean, that's an early game, so it's definitely not going to be one of those crazy night games. Um, but the noon yeah. game for them. Yeah, it's yeah. a noon game for them. So yeah, it'll it'll um it'll be a good game for sure. But I I don't know. I I just kind of feel like Wake Forest is is finally gonna beat Clemson. Um and I mean I'd watch out if I was the ACC for Wake Forest. I know they still had a scare last week, but so did North Carolina State. North Carolina State's looked solid since week one of their scare of Eastern Carolina. So um, you know, it's it's up in the air, but kind of moving on, we got this one's kind of funny. It, they're not a top twenty five teams, but we got Duke and Kansas. Originally, I mean, when you think Duke and Kansas, you think basketball, right? The the college basketball success that these two programs have had, but both of these programs are three and zero. So one of them will actually go four and zero, and the other one is going to finally lose its first game of the season. Now Kansas is at home, and with what Kansas has been able to do offensively, um, I just I don't see how Kansas really loses this game. I think it'll be close. I don't think Duke's a team to lay down and and just, you know, take the punishment. But I, I don't know. I'm I'm really liking Daniels at, at Kansas, that quarterback. I mean, he's done an amazing job these past couple of weeks. He played an amazing game last week against Houston. Um and they they do they have some weapons, but their defense is actually surprising um me this year. They've they've stepped up a lot since last year. So I th- I think I'm going to take the Jayhawks in this one to continue, and I think they'll go four and zero. I also have Kansas four and zero after this game. I I think Kansas is they're playing good. They have a lot of momentum, and I like what I've seen so far this season from Kansas and Duke. They're they're a good team. They're playing good. Uh, not nothing bad to say about Duke. Uh, they, they've taken care of business and they've won their three and oh, I, I, I think it'll be a good game, but Kansas has just played more. They've played more physical teams than what Duke has. So I think that it's going to be easier for Kansas to win this game than it is going to be for Duke to match the physicality of other teams that Kansas has played and come away with a win. So yeah. I like Kansas in that game. Uh, Seven-point favorite. I'll take the spread on that. Mm-hmm. I'll say they'll they'll probably win by 10 to 15, somewhere within that range. Um, yeah, I, I agree. All right, so kind of moving on to the last ACC game, we got Notre Dame and North Carolina. This one is difficult, and I've been looking at this one because North Carolina is only a one-and-a-half-point favorite. So that means that Vegas – really doesn't know who's going to win this game. And the reason is, is because Notre Dame's offense this year has not gotten rolling whatsoever. They they are stuck. They don't know how to score touchdowns. They don't know how to sustain drives. Like, it's a problem. However, North Carolina has probably the worst defense in the ACC, yardage-wise. I mean, Look at what they gave up in the fourth quarter alone. They gave up 40 points to Appalachian State. 
40 points in one quarter. How does that happen? That means like you have to be having a big play every every other play. Like it's ridiculous. So I mean, this I, I actually man, I don't know. I I really do not know who's going to win this game because I I know Notre Dame's defense is way better than North Carolina's, but North Carolina has an amazing quarterback in Drake May who's played outstanding. He's flying under the radar as well, but it's just 11 touchdowns to one interception. Exactly. Like he's playing outstanding. So I, I don't know who's, whose defense is going to prevail right now. ESPN's given Notre Dame a 53 and a half percent chance of winning the game. But I mean, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, Buckner for Notre Dame hasn't thrown a single touchdown. So do I pick Notre Dame because North Carolina's defense is so bad? I, I think I'm going to go with North Carolina. I think North Carolina remains undefeated. I, I really do. I think Drake May is a fantastic athlete. He can run the ball. He can throw the ball, as we've seen. His accuracy is through the roof. It's above 70%. I just, Notre Dame just have has had too many offensive troubles that even with North Carolina's defense as bad as they are, I think North Carolina's offense can score more points than Notre Dame's can. I'm also stuck in the middle. I don't think that North Carolina should even be 3 and 0. I texted you last week and said that yeah. North Carolina is awful. <laughs> They're I, probably the worst 3 and 0 team out there, actually. I hate watching this team play because <laughs> no defense they, whatsoever. They no just defense whatsoever. Georgia State should have beat them last week. Georgia yeah. State. They should have beat North Carolina. And but Notre Dame it's even funny that we're even having this conversation whether or not Notre Dame can beat North Carolina because coming into this season, it, we were pretty hopeful for Notre Dame, but they lost their starting quarterback. They don't have Tyler Buckner. They have um, Pine is his, yeah, is his and name. Yeah, and Pine so. didn't play good at all last week. So, yeah, I just – I don't know. I'm, I'm in like – I want to take North Carolina, but at the same time – I'm like I know their defense is atrocious, so ah, it, well, this is probably all the I know is that Notre week. Dame. Notre Dame has talent. They have a lot yes. of talent. They really do. They have. Well, I I think they have good coaches. It, maybe it's I think they have the better coaching staff. I really do. I'd say they have the better coaching staff. They yeah, should me win too. this game. They really yes. should. Yes. If, their coaching staff has done a good job this week in preparation and they've done what they needed to. Hopefully we get to see a Notre Dame team that can function better than they have in the last three weeks. That's the goal of every team is to get better every week. Hopefully we see Pine now that he has a game under his belt and he has some sort of experience going into this week against a bad North Carolina defense. Hopefully that Maybe that sparks something in the Notre Dame offense. I don't know. But all I know is that North Carolina isn't as physical of a team. Another team where we could talk about physicality and a lack thereof, they really haven't played physical this year at all. The only reason that they've won is because of Drake May. He's played lights out, 11 touchdowns, one interception. He's a freshman. They would have never expected him to play like this, and he's played good. He's saved the team. He really has. He saved them against App State. He just saved them last week against Georgia State. So 
it's really going to come down to that. I'll I'll probably take Notre Dame in this game, but I'm also stuck on the fence of like, do I take a really bad North Carolina? Well, I I would say North Carolina is a bad, not a bad team, maybe, but probably the luckiest three and O team. Yeah, and if it wasn't for a, a missed extra point that App State had early in that game when they played North Carolina, which forced them to have to go for the two-point conversion later on, we might have seen App State win that game. And they beat an 0-2 Georgia State team by a touchdown. So, yeah, again, who do you take? In a, <laughs> I, when you, I'm still When you confused. compare those things. Yeah, I know. It is really <laughs> – again, we shouldn't even have to be talking about this, but – it like, should be I'll, a no-brainer. It should be Notre Dame, hands down. But, it should be. And Georgia State, like, I don't know how the – they punted the ball with a minute and 30 seconds left down by a touchdown. They didn't even try. So, yeah, I don't know <laughs> why they didn't try, but they didn't try because North Carolina fumbled it and – uh Gave it right back to um, Georgia State to allow them to even try to score. And Georgia State just they didn't do anything. So we'd like to see the better program win just because yeah. like, that's kind of what it's about. But And I feel bad for Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, they've had a why. rough start. Not that I'm a big fan or anything, but... They they have had a rough start. It's an elite program. Maybe that's why. Maybe my love for for college football is just wanting Notre Dame to program be to do well. It's the same reason I want Nebraska to do well. Yeah, <laughs> but, or even USC. Like the excitement of having Lincoln Riley go to USC and seeing them do good again. It's it's like mm-hmm. gets you excited to see programs that have been elite in the past that you want them to continue to do well to even the playing ground so that you don't just have. Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State in those top three every single year. Yeah. Um, so there, there's kind of a lot riding on that game. Notre Dame, they need to keep their recruitment going. They they need to prove that they're a team. Their coaching staff needs to prove something. So I think that there's a lot kind of riding on that game. But I think, you know, I, I, I want to switch to Notre Dame, but I'm going to stick with North Carolina. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just, I honestly, it's, it's such a toss up that like, hey, I man, wouldn't North even Carolina be Carolina will probably win. Uh, it, it's just crazy. It really is. I don't know who to pick. So honestly, me picking one doesn't think I'm, I, I still think Notre Dame can easily win. So yeah, it's, it's. It's crazy, but moving on, we gotta we gotta move on here. So we're going to the Big Ten. Um, first game we're gonna highlight is the Michigan Maryland game. Um, what's kind of surprised me is Maryland's three and zero. Now, granted, they haven't really played the best in uh, competition, but it's definitely the best competition Michigan has played all year. Um, when you look at, you know, Michigan's non-conference schedule of Colorado State, Hawaii, and UConn, those three aren't really any opponents, but Michigan's offense statistically right now is number one. Um, if you look at points per game and total yards. So, um, 
I I think it is a no brainer here. I think the question really is is what's the score going to be? I think everyone's expecting Michigan to win this game just because they are the way better team. Um, but is the spread right now is seventeen. Like it's just a toss up because this will be the best team that Michigan's played all year long, offensive and defensive wise. So, um, I think Michigan can put up some points with JJ McCarthy. I think that was a smart move to instill JJ McCarthy. I think he gives you a way better shot of winning games um, because you then got to focus on his running ability as well as his throwing. Um, and right now, right, like there's really three teams in the Big Ten, if you ask me, because I think Michigan State's overrated. I'm not going to say four. Really, the three teams that you really have to compete with and that are competing with each other for the Big Ten now is Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. And so I think it was smart to start JJ. I think he's going to give you the best chance at winning those games. Um, I, I just... I know a lot of people are going to think this game's going to be a one-two score game. I think Maryland. I mean, let's let's look at. It. I mean, Maryland has played Buffalo and Charlotte, both garbage teams, and then they almost lost last week at home to SMU. So I'm going to say Michigan wins this game um, pretty comfortably. I'd say by 20 plus. I don't really see they're at home. I don't really see them losing this game at all, but I also don't think it's, it's going to be really that close. I don't think Maryland has enough offensive firepower um, that the Wolverines do. So I'm going to yeah, say I Michigan put this by game 20. On upset alert by any means. No. Maryland has a better offense. The, the only concern I would have if I'm Michigan is looking at the last three teams that we've played. Mm-hmm. They're not, good teams they're not physical teams and to get consistency in college football you need at least two weeks of something and yeah. so you you've played three weeks of the bottom or the wor- the three like <laughs> worst they're within the worst 10 teams of college yeah. football so they haven't played physical teams. They haven't played anybody that can really test them, challenge them. There's They haven't played a single team that had a skill position where they had more talent than what Michigan had. Maryland, it's a little different when you play conference play. So the only thing I'm worried about if I'm Michigan is, uh, you know, they're not going to be used to the physicality. Now, they can adapt, obviously. I'm not saying that this is something that is really – like it's going to cause Michigan to lose a game or anything. It's just, it'll catch them off guard at first, I think. Yeah. Uh, but they are in the big house. They're going to do good. They're going to win. Uh, they'll cover the spread of 17 points. Mm-hmm. And I can agree, J.J. McCarthy definitely helps that offense. They, they've they looked good within the first three weeks. We just want to know how good. Yeah. We really don't know. And from past Michigan teams, we've had Michigan teams that have looked good before. And they ended up not being so good. So yeah. we we just we want to see some consistency in the Harbaugh area era at least. Yeah. Uh, they had a good year last year. They have a lot of talent this year. Um hopefully they can you know prove that mm-hmm. they they are elite. So uh yeah, Maryland will be uh Tonga Vailoa is their their quarterback for Maryland. He he's he's a good quarterback. 
he's not as good as Tua. No. <laughs> um, but he, he's good. So hopefully that's a good game, and that will at least give Michigan a challenge, and we can kind of assess Michigan a little bit better after this next week. Um, yeah. But so far, they've they've looked great. They really have. So yeah, um, nothing really more to cover on on that game. No, this next game though, I want to talk about. It. This is an insult. Okay, this right here is a freaking insult. And let me tell you why. Minnesota plays Michigan State. Me and you are probably on the biggest Minnesota hype train ever. We get that. How in the world is Minnesota only a three point favorite when they have dominated every single team they've played? Like, and I'm talking like like 35 plus every single team they've played. Michigan State got exposed and beat up by a, we don't even know how good of a Washington team really, because all Washington had to do was throw the ball. Michigan State's secondary is one of the worst secondaries, I think, in college football right now. They just they can't cover people. Their offense isn't terrible. Peyton Thorne isn't horrendous, but they don't have Kenneth Walker. Um, if I'm Michigan State, I'm I'm a little worried about this game because Mo Ibrahim from Minnesota had a heck of a game last week against Colorado, and that Minnesota team from top to bottom, defense to offense, is in a is a fantastic team. I think that is an insult that they are only getting a three-point favor. I think they will win this game. I act, I don't know if it's going to be a blowout, but I think Minnesota will control most of the game, if not all of the game, from start to finish. I really do. I, I'm picking Minnesota all the way. I'm going to go on a bit of a stretch here and say that Mo Ibrahim is the, the best running back in the Big Ten. He mm-hmm. is He is very good. He got hurt last year, so we didn't get to see him much. Um, but what we did get to see him do was destroy, um, run all over the Ohio State defense in their opener last year when he got hurt. And mm-hmm. so he's doing the same thing this year. Um, the one thing, you're right, like what these teams have done against Michigan State is expose their secondary. They, they it, it sounds like their secondary really hasn't recovered from even last year. They had They had a a pretty bad team last year in the secondary and um, it's where they're giving up the most yards. They've given up um, 350 yards a game. Yeah. 264 of it's coming through the air and only 89 on the ground. Having said that uh, they haven't played a team that's had a good rushing attack like Minnesota does. Um, But it it doesn't matter because Minnesota still has a six year senior and Tanner Morgan, who is, a very good quarterback, very experienced, very accurate, yeah, very accurate. He's he he can they can throw the ball on this defense, and so yeah, and maybe Michigan State's trying to make adjustments uh, to make their secondary better. Maybe that affects them, and maybe Minnesota runs all over them. Either mm-hmm. way, Minnesota's they they should they should win this game. Um, Minnesota is a good team. I hope after they win, they put some respect on Minnesota. Yeah, because even I don't know the why they're ES- not ranked. Yes, the ESPN Football Power Index has gives Michigan State a sixty-one percent chance of winning. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And Minnesota a thirty-nine percent chance of losing or winning. Sorry. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see there's, I don't see a, 
a way that Michigan State wins this game. It, Minnesota has only allowed 170 yards a game. After three weeks, they're only allowing 170 yards a game. That is really good when you consider a Michigan State offense that isn't explosive enough to, I don't think, make a difference. So Minnesota... Listen to this statistic. Minnesota's points per game is 49.7. Their points allowed per game is 5.7. The only other team to do that this year is Georgia and Michigan, but Minnesota's played at least a little bit better of an opponent every week than than Michigan has. And Michigan State's is 38 to 17. So, I mean, I don't know where ESPN is getting their drugs from, but this... I don't see in any way, shape, or form how Minnesota loses this game and put some freaking respect on the Golden Gophers because they should easily be ranked. The one thing they do need to be careful of, though, is Minnesota, it is true, they haven't, they haven't, the only reason they're not ranked is because they haven't played incredible competition. Now, you could make an argument like they've played just as tough of teams as Georgia has or. Michigan, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely tougher teams than Michigan has, but uh, they still, they've only played New Mexico state, Western Illinois and the worst team in the, in the PAC 12 with Colorado. Yeah. So will physicality make a difference? Sure. Uh, Did we see that last week with Michigan state? Probably when they played Washington, uh, just a more physical, better team than they'd seen. They really, they, they, they were caught off guard. The first half got out of hand. The second half, Michigan State outscored Washington. Mm-hmm. And so I can't go to say that Michigan State's just awful. They're a good team. They really are a good team. Uh, they just, you know, they've had their struggles. And Minnesota, we think, is a really good team. And we think that they'll win the West. Now, hopefully they'll they'll win this game, but I could see where some of the doubt might come from just in not knowing, you know, Minnesota, it seems like they have all of the talent, like they can do everything, but we haven't seen them play any tough competition. So mm-hmm. like I said, hopefully they win this game. They can put some respect on the golden gophers and finally yeah. put them in the top 25. Yeah. All right, moving on. This one will just be a little bit quick. Um, Indiana, Cincinnati. Indiana is 3-0, and and Cincinnati's only 2-1, and but Cincinnati's by far and away the better team. They've played way better opponents than Indiana. I mean, Indiana almost lost to Western Kentucky last week, went into overtime, and then right before that, they almost lost to Idaho, who's an FCS team, right? They were, they were losing at halftime, so... Uh, Cincinnati's a 16 and a half point favorite, which is kind of funny because Indiana hasn't lost, but I, I fully expect Cincinnati to cover the spread. I, I just think they're the way better team. They've played way better. They've, they're a way more physical team. Indiana's kind of been pushed around. So, I mean, yeah, I don't see Cincinnati having any problem in beating yeah, Indiana Cincinnati this week. Cincinnati will win this game. Yeah. They're, they won't have a problem. I agree. They Cincinnati hung around with Arkansas for four quarters, so and and still only lost by a touchdown. So that was a game that could have gone either way, really. So, um, and everybody seems to be on the Arkansas train. So, um, yeah, I like Cincinnati in this game. Cincinnati will, 
I think that they'll probably run the table. So they'll probably end the season with just the one loss to Arkansas. I'd like I like them against Indiana. Indiana's three and zero, but yeah, like you said, they've had two close games. They shouldn't. Maybe they're the worst three and zero team. I don't know. I want to see Indiana, North Carolina. <laughs> I don't know. Would, I don't know. North Carolina would probably beat Indiana. I don't know. Indiana's uh, probably worse. Yeah, Indiana's uh, a pretty bad team. So, yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah. They're they're gonna win that game. Um. Yeah, Cincinnati's going to win. Last Big Ten game, Wisconsin-Ohio State. The spread keeps growing on this game, which is surprising me. Uh, mm-hmm. to me. This game always seems to be tough. Wisconsin's a tough team. Um, they, they did look pretty bad against Washington State. Um, yeah. I, I would agree with that. Um, so... Um, yeah, Wisconsin, but again, they're a tough team. They're coached well. They have a coach that's been there for eight years. They have good players. They always have a good rushing attack. Braylon Allen is really good. And, but the spread keeps growing. It started at 17 and a half, I think. And now it's 19. The last I looked, it was 18 and a half. Yeah, it's it's 19 right now. I I agree. I think Ohio State shouldn't really worry about this game too much. Um I know Wisconsin is a very physical team. I th- I think, you know, just traditionally they're probably one of the most physical teams. They love just a like eye formation, line up, run it down your throat, be physical. Like that's that's definitely Wisconsin football right there. Um but I, you're also I'm, going into a blackout game. Exactly, in the shoe. blackout game in the shoe. So uh, CJ Stroud's playing lights out this year. Um, Marvin Harrison Jr. is probably one of my favorite wide receivers out there right now. Um, he's just so good, so talented. He's big, lengthy. Um, he has five touchdowns on the year. So I, I grew up a big Marvin Harrison fan. So yeah, yeah. Marvin really Harrison. Like his Marvin dad Harrison was amazing. Junior. He's amazing. So I just think that Wisconsin just doesn't really have the firepower on offense to keep up with Ohio State score. I think I think Wisconsin can definitely hang fourteen to twenty points, but I think Ohio State's scoring forty eight fifty. So I think the final score is going to be somewhere around forty eight to twenty. I think that. Ohio State handles business easily, maybe even 56 20. I mean, I just, this offense is going to be hard to stop this year. Um, and CJ Stroud's just way better quarterback than Graham Mertz. So, yeah, I, I don't think Ohio State's going to have any problems winning this game. I, I, I think it might be a little bit close in the first quarter because I think this is definitely going to be the most physical team Ohio State's played. But after the first quarter, it's Ryan Day. You know, he's an offensive mastermind, so he'll get it rolling for the Buckeyes. And, yeah, I just – I see the Buckeyes winning pretty big, more that easily covering the spread. So It's kind of interesting that uh, Graham Mertz was – actually, Ryan Day, he really wanted Graham Mertz. Uh, Ryan Day uh, tried to recruit Graham Mertz pretty heavy when – after Graham Mertz had his junior season of high school and went and won a state championship. So Mm -hmm. uh, Graham Mertz had already committed to Wisconsin at that point after he went 
did a full another year of high school as junior year and won the state championship, then all of a sudden you started to see the bigger schools start to get involved uh, with Graham Mertz and his recruitment. But ultimately, the relationship that he had already built with Wisconsin and the coaching staff for that year, it outlasted what the other programs were trying to do. Mm -hmm. And we got to see Graham Mertz the COVID year. Uh, His very first game of college football was actually probably one of the – it was a perfect performance. He was 20 for 21 in passing. The one in completion was a dropped pass. Mm -hmm. And he – he played really good. And then we got to see the opposite last year and he played awful. He had more interceptions than he had touchdowns. And what I do know is this year, he, he seems to be on a better track than he was last year. Last year, Wisconsin's offense was kind of like Notre Dame's offense this year. Just not super good this year. is. Uh, Wisconsin seems to be a little bit better. So, um, mm-hmm. but again, yeah, I don't think it's anything Ohio State needs to be worried about. I think they'll take care of business. Yeah. I don't think Wisconsin can do enough on offense. So, the Ohio State defense, though, is something to keep our eyes on with uh, Jim Knowles there. You know, that's been the biggest question for Ohio State is what can their defense do? So, this will be a good test for them. And, yep. you know, we're in conference play. So, we're excited to have a good Big Ten game. Yeah. All right, moving to the Big 12. We've already discussed West Virginia, Virginia Tech. Um, first game I want to discuss is Baylor, Iowa State. This game is actually going to be a good game. I think this will be one of the one of my favorite ones this Saturday because um, I think this game could honestly go either way. I know Iowa State's at home. Um, Iowa State's 3-0. They're a solid 3-0 team. But they just haven't really done a ton on um, on offense. I guess they, you know, they only scored 10 against Iowa and Iowa has a pretty solid defense, but um I I don't know. I think Baylor is definitely the faster team, more physical team than Iowa State is, so I I don't know. This game could honestly go either way. I don't think Baylor's a bad football team. They played a tough BYU team on the road at night and just so happened to lose. Um but if I had to choose, I mean Iowa State's favored two and a half, but base uh, index is basically split. It's 52, 53% Baylor, 47% Iowa State. So this game could honestly go either way. Um, but I, I think I'm going to take Baylor in this one. I think Baylor just offensively, they're a little bit more explosive than Iowa State is. Um, and I think Baylor is just, trying to prove that they're a lot better team and that they probably should have won that game against BYU. So I am going to pick the bears in this one. Yeah. I like Baylor as well. They've played better teams. They look better. Um, I'm, I'd be curious to see what this point spread would look like if Baylor would have beat BYU. Yeah. Um, There's no arguing that it would be more, but Mm -hmm. Baylor's a good team. Uh, I think they deserve uh, to win that game, I say that prematurely. I haven't seen them play yet, but uh, Baylor's a good team. They they should win that game. Um, Iowa State, like you touched on, they didn't. They they only scored ten points on Iowa, but Iowa has a good defense, so they they did what they needed to to win against Iowa, which was just score more than Iowa's offense, which 
only needed to be 10 points. So <laughs> that's how bad. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, not, I, I like Baylor actually winning that game. So, uh, Texas, Texas Tech, that's another game to keep our eyes on. We yeah. want to see how good this Texas team is. They need to keep winning. And through the first three weeks of football, they've, they've played well. It's a good Texas team. This so, game's a toss-up for me too, honestly, because Texas Tech is a solid team. They they have a solid offense, and they're at home. We are, we all know what happened. I think Texas's worst fear is playing Texas Tech on the road because we all know what happened in, what was it, 2007, 2008, or nine. I think it was 2009 when Texas was the number one team in the nation, went in and lost on a last-second 40-yard touchdown pass to lose to Texas Tech. So, I mean, I think – this I think Texas wins, but I think it's gonna be close. I think Texas is gonna have a dog fight. Um, I like what Texas defense has done this year so far. They they played. Re- I liked what they did against Alabama mm-hmm. scheme wise, but they were also fast and physical. They did good at tackling in the open field, and. They took care of business against UTSA last week uh, in the second half. It it was close. It was tied at halftime, 17-17. So. But I, at the end of the day, I, I do like Texas in this game. Uh, but it is always a scare because Texas Tech, they're, you know, they're, they're a team that on any given day can upset you. Yep. And Texas Tech, they're a good program. And, yeah, I – Whenever I think about this game, I always think about that year as well when Michael Crabtree made that yep. amazing that catch. catch on the sideline and somehow stayed, stayed in bounds to score a touchdown. That was awesome. Yep. That's what. Yep. That's why we watch these games. Yep. <laughs> so. That's why you can't ever count the Red Raiders out. Um, last game in the Big Twelve, we got Kansas State Oklahoma. This one. I know on paper it doesn't look that good, but I'm actually really interested because. The, Two out of the last three years, Kansas State has played Oklahoma. No matter what Kansas State's record has been, they've beaten Oklahoma. So if you're an Oklahoma fan, what what do you do? Because like you can't think that this is going to be a cakewalk game and that the Wildcats are just gonna roll over and let you hang 40-50 like you did on Nebraska the week before. Um I still think Oklahoma's gonna get the win. They are at home, but I mean, if I'm Oklahoma, I, I you need to be careful because Kansas State loves upsetting and just kind of ruining everyone's undefeated seasons. Yeah, and Kansas State, th- this was going to be a really good game. Uh, it was going to be a previewed game of the week by far until Kansas State lost last week. But Kansas State's they're never a team to count out. They They've played well. They just... They need to get their offense going. They need to score uh, more points. They've had a really good rushing attack. Deuce Vaughn, he's a great running back. Uh, so if, if Kansas State can get their rushing game going, that'd be nice. But their offense is only thrown for one touchdown this year. Mm-hmm. And they haven't played crazy good teams. Oklahoma, they look good. Their defense looks good. They looked yeah. great last week against Nebraska. So... um. I think, I think this year specifically under the Brent Venables 
era. I think this Oklahoma team is too good to lose to this Kansas State team, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, 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 I as well, I think this is a totally new Oklahoma team. And I think this is an Oklahoma team that's built to go to the playoff. I think in the previous years, they've gotten to the playoff, but they're not a big, they weren't a big physical team like they are now in the Brent Venables era. So I think this Oklahoma team is definitely poised to and kind of, you know, created to win championships. So we'll see how that goes. Kind of moving on to the Pac 12. Um, Really, we're only going to be previewing a couple of games because there's not a ton. But first one that jumps off is Oregon-Washington State. Oregon had that really impressive win last week against BYU. Um, they looked like a whole new team, whole totally different team than what they looked like week one against Georgia. Um, however, Washington State beat Wisconsin on the road. And now Washington State's at home. Pullman's a tough place to play. It's It's loud. Um, I know it's not a big stadium, but the fans get crazy. So this will be an interesting game. Oregon's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I think this game's going to be close. I think Oregon wins, but I think it's going to be like by a touchdown or like two touchdowns or less. I think it's going to be a really, really tight game. I don't think, um, you know, that I think it's going to be a lot closer. Washington State's always a good team. They're just solid. If Oregon can avoid – turnovers they'll win this game it's the same as wisconsin if wisconsin wouldn't have turned the ball over so many times against washington state they would have won the game and Mm -hmm. i mean you could say that about probably any football game but you just got to take care of the football oregon takes care of the football in this game they win no problem yeah and but it something to keep in mind is washington state was 0 and 13 against right ranked opponents until they beat Wisconsin. So yeah. Uh Washington State, they they're they're a good team. They've played well so far, but if Oregon can take care of the the football and and avoid those turnovers, then Oregon will win no problem. Yeah. And if Bo and Bo Nix, Bo Nix needs to play well. Yeah, he's played know. really well the past two weeks, so hopefully he can he can keep that up for the ducks. Um Okay, this is my upset of the week, and I know I said Stanford was going to be the ones to beat USC, but it's going to be the Beavs. Okay, I'm calling it right now. Everyone, you heard it here first. Oregon State beats USC. Okay, I'm I'm calling it right now. USC is only a six-point favorite as of right now, which is insane because they're the seventh-ranked team in the nation. However, USC hasn't played a solid physical team like Oregon State. Stanford was physical but they couldn't match up with speed. Oregon State's got some fast corners. They got a fast defensive secondary. You can't ever count out the Beavers, especially when they're at home. Um, I'm going to call it right now. I think Oregon State wins it in a close one. I think USC is going to be a little bit shocked to see how physical Oregon State's going to be, and and I'm going to pick the Beavs to pull off the upset. That's my upset of the week. I think that this will probably be uh, USC's toughest game. You could make an argument for Utah, but and that that'll be a tough game in Utah in Salt yeah. Lake City. Yep. Uh, that that'll that'll probably be a tougher game. But Oregon State, they they've played really good this year, and I could 
definitely see the potential of an upset here. There, there could be an upset brewing. It could be in the making. And we might see Oregon State pull it off. Oregon State looked good so far in the first three weeks, and this is a game I could actually see that upset happening. I'll take USC on the win. Um, I'll take them covering the spread. I'll say they win by seven. But I could see an upset happening mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, I just I really like USC's offense and what they've been able to do in Oregon State. They haven't faced an offense that can do what USC's offense can. That's uh, true. USC has they have some of the, they have some of the best talent. In in my opinion, they have the best quarterback in the country. I really like what Caleb Williams brings uh, to a team, and you know, a defense that has to prepare for that. It's always hard. It's always super hard to prepare for a quarterback that can do what Caleb Williams does. So mm-hmm. uh, we've seen it for since Caleb Williams was playing at Oklahoma. We've we've seen it. So he, I I like USC in the game just because of their offense, but their defense needs to figure some stuff out too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, this upcoming game, I, the only reason why I want to talk about it is because Herm Edwards got fired. But Utah against Arizona State. I mean, Arizona State's just look not, they just haven't looked good at all this year. Um, I'm, I think I'm easily taking Utah to win this game. I think Utah smokes them, but I mean, it's just Arizona State. You, you got to be wondering, though, Arizona State should be a good program because, I mean, they're five hours driving distance away from arguably the biggest five star high school player pool there is in, in Southern California. So, I mean, it's just I don't know why Herm Edwards couldn't get it done, but he he's gone now, and I think Utah's easily going to win that game. I'm surprised in the spread for that game. Yeah, I'm surprised it's, it's not up. more. It's gone up. When I looked like an hour ago, it was thirteen and a half. Now it's fifteen and a half. So, um, I like Utah on that spread. I don't know how you have a one and two Arizona State team that's lost some pretty easy games games they shouldn't have lost and then you're playing a really good utah team a team that need i remind you started the season ranked number seven they looked really good a lot of people thought that they would make the college football playoff Mm -hmm. and they had a they they tried to create a tough schedule uh they went to florida they lost in the swamp and if they played it again today they probably wouldn't lose that game. This is a good Utah team. They should easily take care of a one and two Arizona State team that doesn't even have a head coach. So yeah, um, yeah. this this point spread should be like twenty five probably. It, yeah, I'm I'm agreeing. Um, last Pac twelve game though, we got Stanford at Washington. I think is, this is going to be Washington's toughest test. Um, I know Washington's a thirteen and a half point favorite. I think Washington wins, but I don't think they covered the spread. I think it's going to be a really good game, a really close game. Um, Stanford, I mean, we can't really blame them. They lost to an amazing offense. So I don't think Washington has the firepower that Stanford uh, – or, sorry, that USC does. So I- I'm going to take the dogs in this one, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout kind of like everyone else is thinking. Well, and Stanford's coming off a bye week, so yeah, they had, they had, they had an early bye week. They've had two weeks to prepare for this game. I I agree that Stanford played USC 
they they played them pretty tough. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, Stanford in the second half looked way better than USC did. Yep. So, I'd like to see this be a close game. I I think Washington will win, but this will be another game where we get to actually see like how good is Washington? How yeah. good is this team? They jumped to the number 18 spot in the rankings. How good are they? Are they actually the 18th best team? I don't know. Um, but we'll, we'll mm-hmm. get to find out after they play a, a good Stanford team. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to the SEC, the last conference for you guys. We got, just because this is a good measure of, of talent, but we got Kent State versus Georgia. I think Georgia easily smokes them. And I think this game really is going to show you because Kent State's played Washington um, as as well as they've also played Oklahoma. And if you remember, I mean, Washington only beat them by 25, and Oklahoma was only up 10-3 at halftime. So this will really kind of just show the separation of how good Georgia is. And I'm totally buying the Georgia hype. I think they're easily the best team in college football. Nobody can convince me otherwise. Um, They're even better than they were last year. So I think, yeah, I think Georgia wins this game like 60 to nothing. I really do. Yeah, I I agree. I, I like Georgia in the game. I'm with you. It's a good measure of talent. Like, because Washington, they they took care of business, but not like we would think they would have looking at Washington now after yeah. what they just did to Michigan State. Yeah, forty five twenty Kent State Oklahoma. Like you said, that was a it it was actually a really good game until the third quarter when Oklahoma all of a sudden scored twenty one points and it yeah. kind of just took the life out of Kent State. But it was actually seven to three at halftime, and uh, I mean. Kent State, yeah, like we'll we'll get to see like what Georgia's like at, after that game. I always hate using that as an example of like, oh, this team only scored this many points and looked like this, and now what's this team gonna look like? But yeah, um, but Kent State, you know they they they've played tough. That I mean, I'm just kind of admiring their schedule. I mean, you started with Washington. And then you played Oklahoma, both away games. And then you have a home game. And then you go to Georgia. Like, these guys can't get a break. No. They're just, like, <laughs> taking hit after hit. For, yeah. four, for four weeks to start the season. Yeah. Hopefully it does some good for their program, which is why they schedule those games. But Yep. All right, moving on. We got Missouri-Auburn. Now, the reason why we're talking about this game is both these teams are 2-1, and one, and they're both probably the worst 2-1 and one teams out there. This is a toilet bowl because Auburn's favored by 7. I mean, I I honestly have no idea who's going to I'm going to pick Auburn because they're at home. I think they'll win. But other than that, like these teams have just not looked good. I mean, Missouri's one loss this year was to Kansas State and they got smoked by Kansas State 40 to 12. Um they didn't look good last week against Abilene Christian. They didn't look good week 1 against Louisiana Tech. Um I mean Auburn looked putrid against Penn State last week. They didn't they almost lost to San Jose State and they beat Mercer 42-16. So 
I, I, I'm only taking Auburn because they're at home, but I agree with this. I don't even know if they're going to cover the spread. I think it's going to be a seven-point or less game. I think this is, this is the battle of two dumps. <laughs> I'd want to see – you're right. It is a battle of, of two bad teams. They're the two worst teams in the SEC, which is crazy that we can even say that Auburn is one of the worst teams in the SEC. That is not where they wanted this program to go. No. And they hired Brian Harson. Uh, what was it? Two years ago or three yeah. years ago? I think we kind of talked about this last Tuesday, a couple of days ago. But we'd like to see Auburn have a little bit of fire under their 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 feet. You know, like let's get something going, some excitement. It's this is one of the worst Auburn teams we've seen, and hopefully they can beat Missouri. But yeah. they don't have anything in the future planned with recruits. They don't have any any crazy recruits that I know of. I know they have recruits, but not nothing crazy to talk about. Auburn wants to compete in the SEC. They want to be a good team. They want to be a team that's talked about for winning uh, their division in, in the SEC year over year. They want the Alabama – they want the Iron Bowl to be – a good game. And we we talked about this last week, Brian Harson after this year, he's going to hit the can for sure. Yeah. There's no way that they don't. If they do, if they don't, then I don't know what they're hoping to get. Um, but yeah, Auburn should win that game. Missouri's probably the worst team in the sec, but We've been surprised before. So another good game is uh, Florida and Tennessee. Yeah, it's definitely the best game, in my opinion. It's better than A&M and Arkansas, which we'll get to in a second. But, yeah, Tennessee, Florida. I'm I'm really high on Tennessee this year. I think they're very underrated. In fact, I think they should be ranked eighth instead of Kentucky. I think they should switch places because Tennessee's actually played decent opponents. Just look at this statistic, okay? Richardson, talk about going from maybe Heisman finalist after week one amazing game against Utah. He still has yet to throw a touchdown pass. He has thrown four picks in three weeks and zero touchdowns. Hendon Hooker, on the other hand, for Tennessee, I mean, this guy's completing just around 69% of his passes, but he has... I mean, six touchdowns and zero interceptions. He's playing lights out. That offense is moving. Um, you know, they've done a, a great job at that program so far of, of of getting these kids in. Coach Heupel has is, is done an amazing job on that offense. Um, I, I mean, ESPN's given Tennessee an 87% chance of winning. I fully agree. Florida hasn't shown me anything since week one that they can even compete in the SEC this year. Um, I'm still picking Tennessee. If I were to have a team beat, quote-unquote, you know, very, like, could could have a chance of beating Alabama or Georgia, I think it's Tennessee. Other than that, I don't think anybody can beat Alabama and Georgia this year. Um, so I'm it's actually I'm, crazy because Florida, or talk about Anthony Richardson. Yeah. He actually hasn't thrown a touchdown pass this year. Yeah. 
Not at all. Yeah, four picks, three, zero touchdowns. He had three three rushing touchdowns against Utah. Yeah. He didn't throw a single touchdown pass against Utah. And, yeah, you're right, four interceptions to zero touchdown passes. That's actually unbelievable. <laughs> I thought he threw a couple in that game against Utah, but now that I look at it, I'm like, wow, he didn't even throw a touchdown against Utah. So he played good against Utah but maybe not as good as we all thought. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is a Florida team that I hate to, I always hate to play the what if game or like this should be that or, or should be this, but Utah threw an interception in the, in the end zone after, I mean, they were two yards away from scoring a touchdown um, on second and goal. All they had to do is run the ball. They have a really good running back in Thomas and Utah ran the ball all over Florida's defense the entire game and then decided to throw a pass and threw an interception. Florida should have lost that game. Utah should have had better play calling. They should have ran the ball. And Florida should have lost the game. They should be one and two right now. Yeah. But back to your point, Tennessee, they're a good team. Tennessee should win this game. I think they'll win it pretty easy. Yeah. And... And Florida's always a tough team. I don't want to make it sound like Tennessee's going to uh, drop 40 points on them. Uh, but, you know, Tennessee should cover the spread of 10 and a half. But mm-hmm. what I'm interested in is, you know, what happens if Tennessee beats Florida by more than 10 points, which is what Kentucky did? That's when they should flip. That's when Tennessee should go to eight and Kentucky should go back to 11. <laughs> That's true. Because um, then they'll have beaten the same team and we'll have a good representation of what that looks like. Yeah. But no, I, I agree. I like Tennessee more than Kentucky. Um, I like Hendon Hooker. He's a good quarterback. Tennessee's, they've actually done really good on, on recruiting. Um, yeah. And yeah. They've, they've tried to to bump up their recruiting. Hopefully it doesn't involve McDonald's bags this time. But <laughs> uh, they have done good on recruiting, so... Um, I like Tennessee in that game. I'm not a, a super Florida fan uh, this year. Just like meaning, I'm not like high on the train. Like I'm not. I'm not thinking that Florida's a really good team. I think yeah. that they won a tough game against Utah and jumped to the number twelve spot in the rankings after being unranked. And so that that probably shouldn't have happened, but. Hopefully Tennessee will kick them out of the top 25 so we can get some of these other teams that we're talking about in there. Yeah. Um, last game we're going to talk about today is uh, Arkansas and Texas A&M. Texas A&M is favored too. I don't like that one bit. Um, I know Arkansas didn't look great last week against Missouri State. Granted that Missouri State's only loss was to Arkansas, but I mean A&M – let me tell you, they've only scored. I mean, they lost seventeen to fourteen against Appalachian State at home. They only scored seventeen points at home against Miami, and they only they only beat Sam Houston State, who, by the way, is an FCS school, thirty-one to nothing at home. And I mean, they were struggling for good first half. Like I know Arkansas's defense isn't that great, but that offense is really good. I mean that offense is is solid. Um, I don't think Arkansas Arkansas has 
yeah, they haven't scored less than 31 points all year. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I fully think that Arkansas is going to win this game. I think Jimbo Fisher is going to be in the hot seat. I said that Miami was going to win last week. Well, the only reason they lost is because of piss-poor management by Crystal Ball at the end of the game. I don't know what he was thinking. Um, but, yeah, I think Texas A&M is going to go down to 2-2, two and two, and Jimbo Fisher's going to be feeling the heat after this week. I mean, they played subpar last week, and they won. Like, that shouldn't be happening, you know, when you're Texas A&M. So, I pick an Arkansas. tells you, though, how good this Texas A&M team could be. I think they could be really good. They haven't played well. If they had a quarterback that was, like, super dialed, Texas A&M would be a really big threat in the SEC. They just haven't found that yet. And, um, yeah, I this is actually kind of a toss-up game for me. I think Arkansas being at number 10, I felt like is a little bit high. Mm-hmm. I go back to that Cincinnati game. Arkansas didn't look like anything crazy. Uh, I think they started with like three or four three and outs to start that game. Uh, like I in Texas A and M, I'll give them credit where they where they can get it, and it's in their defense. Uh, their defense is the only thing that's kept them in. Yeah. I mean, they're only allowing 147 pass yards a game. Uh, their rush defense needs a little bit of help. Um, but Arkansas secondary has struggled. Um, if I can compare the two, though, I, I, like I think Arkansas wins. Uh, I'll take Arkansas. But Texas A&M, uh, you know, the, if they could take advantage of an Arkansas secondary that's struggling – then I could see Texas A&M making this a good game. Um, I don't know that they'll be able to do that. And I'd like to see Texas A&M had a, a, that really good uh, recruit, uh, five-star quarterback that they recruited this year on that on that class that they just had that was super, uh, you know, the, the highest-ranked class in the history of, of – recruiting Mm -hmm. i'd like to maybe see him play a little bit i can't remember his name i can't put my my finger on it but he's a i mean you may as maybe you may as well isn't the best phrase for that but it's got to be better than uh haynes king or max johnson yeah and i mean max johnson only was he 10 for 20 last week and threw for 140 yards. He has a good arm, but he also makes really poor decisions in throwing in tight coverage. So, um, you know, I'd like to, to maybe see him change that up a little bit. Connor Weigman, that's his name. Yeah. Uh, the, the freshman that they got Connor Weigman, he, you know, he's 250 pounds. 215 pounds and six foot two. He's a big quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see him play. Um, maybe they throw him in there. Maybe Jimbo Fisher can change his offensive play calling. So it's not uh, so terrible as well. I know he's gotten a, a lot of heat for that in the last couple of weeks too. Yeah. 
Yeah, it'll be um, it'll be a good game, but I yeah, I just I think Arkansas is just gonna be a little bit too much for a They're just going through too many things right now. Um, you know, but I mean, hey, the spread's only two, so that means that you know Vegas doesn't even know what. But um, we're gonna wrap this up here. Thank you guys so much for for tuning in. Um, stay tuned on Tuesday. Me and Bridge are going to go over all of our um, what our picks, what we liked, what we didn't like, kind of review everyone um, and see kind of how they did uh, this this upcoming Saturday. So uh, without further ado, thanks, guys, so much for listening. Um, and we'll see you guys Tuesday. Thank you.